The UAE's 52nd National Day, which falls on the 2nd of December, is special this year. It coincides with COP28, the International Climate Summit, taking place at Expo City in Dubai. 2023 is the UAE's Year of Sustainability. As the country was gearing up to host the Global Climate Summit, it has shown commitment to support action and innovation in the field of sustainability. This year has witnessed several initiatives, activities, collective action and events that drew upon the UAE's deep-rooted values of sustainability. So how will COP28 provide an opportunity for the UAE to take actions towards a sustainable future? This is Beyond the Headlines and I'm your host, Sohail Akram. Today, I'm joined by Maria Malmureki, the Strategic Digital Manager for Year of Sustainability, and she's also a member of the organizing committee of the 52nd Union Day. And we also have with us Mira Abdullah Al-Mutawwa, the Strategy and Guest Experience Lead at the UAE House of Sustainability at COP28. But before we get started, remember to like and subscribe to Beyond the Headlines so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thank you so much, Mariam and Mira, for joining us. My first question is to Mariam. Um, so, Mariam, this is an amazing year in terms of we have the year of sustainability and now we have COP28 basically um, in the same year. So, I want to start with like a bit of a background. Why was year 2023 announced as the year of sustainability? What were the aims behind it? I just want to give you a bit of more background. So, we've been actually preparing for the year of sustainability for a whole year. Uh, unlike any other themed year in the past, this year was more about um, focusing on behavior change. So it's not just awareness, it's how do we drive behavior change. Of course, the UAE president, His Highness Sheikh Hamad bin Zayed, announced 2023 as the year of sustainability under the theme Today for Tomorrow. And it's to solidify the nation's commitment to addressing current changes and promoting sustainable practices at an individual and community level to protect the land, resources, and people. So we know that um, you know uh, uh, sustainability needs to start from everyone, from companies, organizations, but it's important for the individual to know that your actions matter, our actions count. And what we've done is through a series of action-led activations and initiatives, we have been uh, ongoing throughout the year, um, and we aim to encourage individuals and communities to adopt an environmentally conscious lifestyle in order to have a collective positive impact towards climate change and ensure a sustainable, flourishing future for our climate. And one of the things that people maybe forget or is that sustainability isn't just about environment. It's actually about taking care of ourselves and our money. <laughs> so this is why we wanted to start this year with the individual. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. Uh, in fact, we as like the, the residents here or the citizens here who have traveled around the country, we have seen a lot of initiatives sort of like, you know, uh, taking a leap in terms of environment and sustainability. Um, I want to ask you, like, what inspired the launch of this um, initiative of the Year of Sustainability? Like, what was the seed? What was the idea? So the idea started from uh, the point that sustainability can be overwhelming. It is an overwhelming concept for many people. And it's often perceived uh, like the climate action to be a government uh, responsibility. 
uh, like, wh- what do I have to do with it? It's not my responsibility. But it's it's rather something that they can contribute to directly. And at the Year of Sustainability, we wanted to promote the idea that collective action and small steps taken by individuals at the community level is equally important and can significantly impact climate change. So as the government works on policy making and macro changes through initiatives such as Net Zero 2050 and hosting COP28, we wanted to unite the efforts across all fronts and influence sustainable behavior change at the public level through individuals, communities, and focusing on three main areas that an individual can contribute to, which is responsible consumption, conservation, and climate action. Yeah, that's great. I think these are three important talking points. Um, I want to bring in uh, Mira Abdullah here. Mira, you're the strategy and guest experience lead at the UAE House of Sustainability at COP. Uh, It's a buzzing time, right? 70,000 people sort of dawning on at the expo site. So tell us a little bit about... uh, Maybe first, like, how do you look at this, the year of sustainability sort of coinciding with COP28? What does it mean to you, given you are at the the site? You know, tell us a little bit about, give us a bit of a color. I mean, it is really exciting that uh, COP28 is coinciding with our year of sustainability. You know, the UAE is so honored to host the world. People are flying in from all around the world and also, you know, our domestic communities. And you are seeing this excitement around uh, sustainability, you know, more than any other time. And of course, it's, you know, partly to the uh, incredible efforts that uh, the Year of Sustainability has been doing throughout the year. But also, you know, when you're here with people who are all passionate about the subject or just curious about climate change, then you have these incredible enriching conversations and, you know, solutioning together. Um, There's an incredible energy on site right now. uh, And I'm sure it's just going to ramp up from here um, as the event kicks off. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, I want to come back to you to know more uh, things about the sustainability Pavilion, uh, we need to know a lot more like what's happening, what is the exciting stuff happening there. But I'll go back to Mariam here. So Mariam, to what extent do you think the Year of Sustainability Initiative, you know, engages with the policymakers both inside the country and outside, sort of influence and support sustainable practices, uh, you know, at a broader level? So the main focus of the Year of Sustainability is the individual. We collaborated with policymakers and experts through our Sustainability Experts Network, where we worked with individuals such as Amar Breki, Abdallah Ramethi, and um, um, uh, Methel Hamli, all whom worked directly and they're involved with the COP28 negotiations, uh, as well as working with several sustainability initiatives. In addition, we also worked with local experts who can provide their insights from financial to health social and environmental perspectives. Um, And we wanted to understand from uh, the experts on the best practices towards sustainability. How can we simplify it? How can it make sense? And within the UAE's context, obviously. So we've noticed that for people to embrace the concept of sustainability, it needs to be near. It doesn't, uh, all the content that we've seen about sustainability is about um, the ice melting and uh, it it feels so far away to people. So we needed to make sure that uh, this collective impact on the environment is wide reaching, but it has to make sense 
in the efforts rooted in an individual behavior. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it might sometimes like sound far-fetched that, yeah, global warming is happening someplace else. The polar caps are like melting someplace else, but it has a direct impact on where we live. Um, I was I was wondering, like you grew up here. Uh, how do you look at like the country now in terms of, you know, when you were kids? Like when I came to live in Dubai, uh, you come with an assumption that it's an arid place, you know, like it's the, the temperature is going to be super hot, which it is. But at the same time, you find like so many sustainable projects happening around the city. The The main urban areas of the city are so green, right? So tell us a little bit about, you know, like share some memories of your past, of your childhood, and then seeing the country then to now, if that's okay. Maybe I can start with Mira. You know, as the Marathis, um, we always remain very tied to the slam. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of my childhood with my grandmother, actually, and she take me on uh, holidays and weekends to our family house in the Lain. Um, there was sand uh, all over the garden and, uh, you know, we would go to the beautiful uh, Lain oasis. And, you know, so it, it's and it's such an intergenerational thing, this appreciation for our environment. And even like, you know, when, when it's winter, I'm sure you've seen a lot of us, not just Marathis, everyone who lives, who calls the UAE home, uh, loves to go to the desert to camp out and, and all of that. And I think that remains uh, very much um you know, an, a sense of who we are. Um, but I feel like with what the Year of Sustainability has been doing, we're just being more conscious now uh, and really encouraging behavior change in terms of how can we protect this environment more? Or how can we um, take uh, better decisions in, for example, how we travel or how we consume electricity or how where, where, what we choose to eat? And so these uh, kind of this um, more awareness is what I'm seeing, you know, a beautiful shift uh, now. And, uh, you know, we say our ancestors always had that. It was their way of life. And so it's lovely to see now that this generation is becoming more and more aware again. That's a lovely answer. Mariam, uh, recollection of some of the memories? Thank you, Mira. I mean, you covered a lot of beautiful things. I think we have <laughs> shared memories since we live in a similar environment. But I feel like the progress, like I, I remember when we used to take road trips to, you know, the Emirates or when we'd come to Dubai from Abu Dhabi. And a big chunk of this land was desert. You know, like we would reach deep into the city and that's where the buildings show up and now it's like you can see the development throughout the roads you know like whether it's um, buildings whether it's greenery I, I remember those details like it would felt like a, a white page or a, I'd say a beige page and then you know we started sketching it and building it together and I think for for me specifically like knowing that our ancestors were practicing sustainability, but it wasn't called sustainability. It was their way of life. It was because the resources were scarce. There weren't any abundance of things available. So they'd rely on reusing, upcycling, you know, like, for example, the telly dress or, you know, the jalabiya, they would, once the clothes are worn out, they would take the telly and, you know, put it on a new uh, dress. And those kinds of behavior really shows you what sustainability is. But now when I tell, for example, my mom, sustainability or istidama in Arabic, she'd be like, what is this word? It's too, it's too complex. So I think it's breaking it down 
when we started breaking it down in the year of sustainability, and we had this activation called inherited sustainability. Because honestly, this land or the people, our ancestors have lived and breathed sustainability way before it was a trend or it was impacting the climate. But I think what happened was with the rapid human development, um, our needs have changed, our lifestyle has changed, our access to things have changed because, you know, uh, alhamdulillah, we have access to water unlike back in the day. We have easy access to water. We have easy access to electricity. The fundamentals or the, the small things are easy, easily accessible, which might be taken for granted. And this is where, as Mira said, we need to have this perspective shift and look at things on our consumption. Just because it's available doesn't mean it's uh, it's not scarce or it's not you know something that we need to take care of and not take for granted. No, absolutely. I mean, that's a brilliant answer, especially when you touched upon how sustainability for our ancestors, it maybe necessarily was not a buzzword, but it was a necessity, not not necessarily luxury, a necessity. And then they made use of it. And uh, this reminds me like still when you go to old Dubai and you go around uh, old souks or I'll see if you see those, you know, like the air conditioning chimneys. Um, Barjil. Barjil, yeah. Yeah, the Barjil. Like, exactly. So uh, that's something that, that's a brilliant part of engineering. It doesn't need electricity. I think it's the best form of sustainability that you can see, like in terms of infrastructure and civil engineering, right? Yeah, there's actually, if, if you allow me, there's another example of how we used uh, natural materials available in our environment for building and those were sustainable. So, for example, uh, using coral, um, you know, it was one of the few building materials available and it's incredible how this porous material works. Um, you know, it doesn't allow heat during the day to enter into the house. It actually just holds it into the um you know into the coral and then at night it's a natural way of warming the house so it starts releasing it slowly into the house at night so it's really just using our environment and like that's genius you know that's innovative uh, and that's and we actually highlight uh, some of those uh, elements in our pavilion as well absolutely yeah well nice uh, touch point there mira <laughs> so yeah let's let's go to the ue pavilion now you are there sort of you're managing it Tell us, tell us about this pavilion. Why is this important at the COP uh, summit and what does it entail? Yes, of course. So the UAE House of Sustainability is really our platform uh, to share our nation's sustainability journey, you know, looking at our past, present and future. And so um, we start with, um, you know, the ingenuity of our ancestors and their resilience. Uh, and, you know, they've really managed to live in this environment of extreme heat and saline soil. But, you know, they have had incredible values uh, like optimism and, and resilience. And so, you know, with our founders, uh, with our uh, visionary founding father and the union of this country and uh, you know the stewards the youth who are taking these values forward we are all together uh, building a future for sustainable flourishing and heading towards our net zero commitments as a nation and so you will walk through this uh, kind of experiential timeline I'd say of our uh, nation's journey and there's a lot you can interact with when you're there. And Mira for someone who is um, going to be at COP venue visitors where are you guys located? Uh, tell us a little bit about the location, basically, just to help people out. Yes, of course. So the pavilion is going to be based in the green zone, 
green zone of COP28. Um, so I don't know if people are aware with how COP, but usually there is a blue zone and the green zone. And so uh, to be able to access the green zone, you just need to go to the official COP28 website and uh, just uh, register there to be able to access. The pavilion itself is just first come, first serves basis. So you just uh, arrive, uh, show up, and you're very welcome to enjoy our beautiful sustainability oasis that will have lots of cultural programming and also pop cups, uh, which are these really innovative um, climate uh, kind of community uh, activations and um, yeah I think it should be a bit straightforward to find it because it's actually the same UAE pavilion building that was our uh, uh, pavilion in Expo 2020 Dubai so if you're if you remember that building it's it's actually the same one but it's been uh, reimagined to, to share our sustainability story. Yeah that's brilliant I mean being among someone who who regularly visited the uh, UAE pavilion during the Expo I mean I'm looking forward to this amazing experience. If nothing else, the, the, the structure of the building, the engineering, the building, the wings, the white wings that you see, um, that's just breathtaking, right? Yeah, I mean, the design has been inspired by uh, a falcon in flight. Um, it's really beautiful. You see it move uh, throughout the day. And it has been designed by this world-renowned uh, architect, Santiago Calatrava. Um, and so, yes, I, I just we're very excited for people to come in and see it. And honestly, it's beautiful all hours of the day, morning or, or evening. So we talked about how the COP28 is coinciding or, or is part of the Year of Sustainability. We also have both of these events sort of uh, coinciding with the Union Day that's upon us, right? So that's kind of a trilogy of goodness, a trilogy of amazingness. So tell us a little bit about that, you know, Union Day, um, 52nd uh, Union Day of the country and the UAE sustainability um, efforts going on in this year. Uh, Mariam, how do you look at it? Coinciding with the COP28 and the Year of Sustainability, the official ceremony will be taking place at Expo City Dubai this year. The official ceremony weaves an inspiring narrative of unity and collective action as it highlights the UAE's sustainability journey from the Union in 1971 to the present day. There's a lot of symbols around various elements like the sedu weaving, the show illustrates the legacy of our ancestors and the relationship between tradition and technology, reflecting our shared commitment to nurturing and preserving interconnected world. One of the things that we kept on talking about as well is, as the UAE is hosting COP28, we're basically bringing the world um, to come to a narrative to an agreement on how we can tackle climate change. And one of the things that we were looking at as we we're preparing for Union Day is that in 1971, we were able to collectively agree on becoming one nation and working together for the development of humans and the land and the people. We believe that if anyone, the UAE can bring the world into a common and unified narrative with the blessings of Union Day, um, that we can come together and unify on what we can do, the solutions we can come up with to tackle climate change. Um, that was nicely put. I mean, it's it was quite a quote, like drawing an analogy with the Union of 1971 and, and the blessings of this day um, on COP28. Uh, so, Mira, on, on the ground level, what do you think is going to happen at the pavilion on the Union Day, some of the highlights? 
Yeah, so on Union Day, we will have uh, cultural programming that you will be able to enjoy in our sustainability oasis. Um, and we will uh, also um, have a little, uh, a lovely sustainable giveaway that we are very excited about, um, uh, kind of tying into this concept of, you know, using sustainable materials and really contributing to the flourishing environment. And so this is some of the things that you will see. We're also going to light up the building uh, with the National Day colors. Um, so you'll be able to enjoy it as well in the evening. But there is you know, um, Union Day or not, there's a lot to enjoy um, in the pavilion itself. Uh, you know, it's it's such a multi-sensory uh, experience. And uh, whether you're in the, you know, oasis itself or you're in uh, the lower level or you're up in the atrium, um, there are like AI generated experiences or, you know, um, things that you can uh, really smell or um, projections that you can see or like a 300 degree uh, uh, theater that you can watch a short film in. So there is a lot to enjoy throughout the duration of 3rd of December to the 12th of December. That's brilliant. Uh, we're kind of reaching to the end of our um, discussion here. Uh, I One last question for both of you, uh, Mira and Mariam. Both of you have been crucial part of the year of sustainability, you know, um, been there, sort of done that, seen a lot of sustainability initiatives, you know, being part of them. Uh, if I may ask you, what is one thing for both of you that you have taken out uh, um, from this year in terms of the or the message or or like you know the initiative that you like the most? Maybe I can start with uh, Mira. I mean, oh my God, where do I start? <laughs> um, just this whole appreciation for this land um, is has been more profound this year, and so I've been really. Person on a personal level, just working more on, you know, being more climate conscious and the choices that I make, uh, but also kind of trying to be a little ambassador uh, for my network and people around me. And, you know, what a great privilege um, it is for me to be able to work on the House of Sustainability, because then I get to share that with the world as well. You know, there's this huge uh, effect that you can have an impact on people where you get them all in one place and they solution together and they co-create and they think together and have these conversations about different pillars of our sustainability. And it's such a universal concept as well. It's, it's local, but it's also so universal and so I think that was the biggest uh, thing for me on a personal level and seeing how I can uh, widen the impact to a, to a bigger audience yes that's brilliant uh, and Mariam I feel the same there are so many takeaways I think starting with the year of sustainability it was looking at the small actions it was looking at the water bottle that I don't carry. I have, you know, a water dispenser at home and I use it. But then when I go out, because everywhere I go, there's water bottles, whether it's in the office, in, a, in any other meetings. So I never thought of carrying my um, reusable water bottle. And I think it started with that. And I remember looking like right now, thank you for this question, because there's a lot that happened since the beginning of the year. But looking back, the best thing or the one takeaway that I would share is that sustainability isn't one thing or the other. It's not about I'm sustainable or I'm not sustainable. You know, there isn't a, a black or white kind of version of it. It's about taking the steps. And even if one day, for example, I forget my water bottle, it shouldn't be about giving up. 
you know, it was more about a choice. And choices are easy to make once you're conscious. I realized that it's about those small choices. It's about the choices that matter in terms of how can I make a better impact? And I, I remember telling someone one day, I'm like, if I don't take my water bottle with me, that's a day where I'm going to be thirsty and dehydrated <laughs> because I'm trying to change my behavior and I'm taking it seriously. Thanks again, Maryam and Mira, for joining us today. And thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Headlines. For more coverage on COP28 in the UAE, please subscribe to get every episode and follow our coverage at www.thenationalnews.com and all our social media platforms. This episode was produced by Dua Farid, Phil Green and Arthur Edison. And I'm your host, Sohila Krum.